Are you a lawyer who desires more freedom and flexibility in your work life? To be more available for your family, stop deferring those bucket list travel destinations until retirement, take care of yourself physically and mentally, or even just have more time for your other passions and priorities. What would it mean for your life if you could continue to practice law without sacrificing in any of these areas or sacrificing your income? I'm Kaylee Jacome, host of the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. I run a six-figure virtual law practice working less than 25 hours a week. I'm a mom of two little ones and started my practice so I wouldn't have to choose between my vision of motherhood and my legal career. Your dreams and priorities may be different, but if you're curious about how to create a practice that is designed around your most important priorities in life, rather than always having to fit your life around your career, then you're in the right place. You, my friend, are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. Welcome to the Lawyer on Your Terms podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. I'm excited to record this episode today. Uh, My voice is a little raspy from getting over a cold, so bear with me. Today, I want to talk about overcommitting yourself. Are you overcommitting yourself and how to dial it back effectively if you are? If I were to ask myself this question, am I overcommitting myself? The answer is almost perpetually yes, by some standards. And yet I know a lot of you are much more committed in each day of your week and minute of the day in terms of your time and energy than I am. So I'm approaching this discussion today by how to guard against overcommitting yourself from the perspective of a person who definitely has a tendency to do just that. So analogizing this discussion to clutter, clutter in your physical space, you might have a natural tendency to be more of a minimalist or maybe you really struggle with clutter. And if you fall into that latter category, and if you fall into that latter category, your personal space is going to take form based on how you manage that tendency. If you have no safeguards, systems, or reflection, which is the first step, then, you know, your your life is going to end up an episode of hoarders. An alternative approach maybe looks like you let your clutter build up to some certain threshold that you have, and then you do a mass decluttering. You feel good about that, but if you don't have safeguards in place, in terms of your daily and weekly routines, then the clutter is just going to pile up again until your next mass declutter and you'll be stuck in that cycle. When you're feeling overwhelmed, that feeling can come from so many different sources. It might be that you're navigating a personal crisis or a health crisis. And you know, in in those circumstances, anything that I share here today would probably be wholly inadequate to address those unique issues. But what I'm talking about today is how to begin to manage your circumstances when your overwhelm comes from overcommitting your time and energy. So by some standards, I think I I manage my time well, but certainly by other measures or on paper, it may seem like I'm very overcommitted in my time and energy with running multiple businesses, part-time homeschooling, And really due to my husband's work schedule, being the primary of all things kids and household. I know a lot of you listening can relate to struggling 
to balance work and also being the primary, you know, house manager, if you will, and all of those associated obligations. And some of you are doing it all alone as a single mom, which is a whole other level of accomplishment and I'm sure overwhelm. Today, I'm going to share some methods and systems that I personally employ for guarding myself against overwhelm and what to do when it, when it creeps up, because it will, and how in this area we can strive to really thrive and not just survive by really raising our standards above simply avoiding overwhelm, but also managing our time and our energy in a way that leaves us with a surplus. Because it's this surplus that will allow us to really enjoy life, to savor the simple moments, to create things and dream. You don't have time or energy to create and dream, which requires time and energy, if you're just constantly overwhelmed, putting out fires, and in this you know time and energy survival mode, if you will. All right, let's dig into it. So step one is to take a time out. This first step is really, a, a, I think, a common first step for so many great things that can follow. But make sure, you know, make sure everyone in your life is alive and they're going to be alive for the next three hours. And as long as those boxes are checked, um, everything else can wait. Go to a new or neutral spot, not your home or your office, and, and preferably not your car, uh, somewhere a little bit more inspiring, more romantic than, you know, a car setting. Maybe go out to dinner alone and, and bring along a fiction book with you or go get a pedicure and put your earbuds in and listen to some music that you used to love and you haven't listened to in like 10 years. And maybe you see where I'm going with this. You are taking a break and you're also creating distance between yourself and your current reality, between your new environment the nail salon, the restaurant, a coffee shop, whatever it is, along with your fiction book or your music from, you know, another another chapter, past chapter of your life. And we're not trying to escape in an unhealthy way with this, but we're trying to reset the brain to get out of the current stress cycle. And then, of course, you know, disclaimer here, I am not a therapist or a psychologist. And my advice for solo dinners and pedicures is no substitute for medical advice. These are simply my learnings. What I've noticed is very helpful for me and I think might be helpful for you, too. All right. Step number two. After you have taken a relaxing break, I recommend that you go find a park, weather permitting or a little coffee shop somewhere where you can have a seat with a blank notebook. And step number two is that you are going to list out all of your obligations. Write down a list of your current commitments, just kind of a brain dump of it all from the obvious, you know, non-negotiable things all the way to, you know, social commitments, things that are just, they're, they're definitely negotiable. They're, they're not necessities. All of your time commitments. And maybe think of it, don't think of it just in terms of the word commitment. Try to write down everything that you do, everything that you do each day. This can be a great regular exercise to do at any time. 
just like going through your bank statement for monthly subscriptions that you don't need anymore. Commitment decluttering, it requires us to set out some intentional time. So side note here, I'm recording this in Texas right now. We are here for two weeks. My husband has work training and because I have a flexible business and the kids have a flexible school situation, for those of you who don't know, we hybrid homeschool. So my daughter, my son is only three. He's in preschool two days a week. My daughter is in first grade in a a private classical school where they have the option to go two or three days a week. So it is, she's technically a private school student. She's not legally a homeschooler. And so they go there. It's a formal school setting. They wear uniforms. But then the other days of the week, it is a quote unquote five day a week school. But those other two days or three days, depending on the schedule that you sign up for, are called satellite days. So they're home days. So we have the the curriculum from them and we do the curriculum at home. Now, one of the beautiful things about this, obviously, that is a huge commitment on my part, timely to this conversation. But one of the nice parts about that is if we are traveling like these two weeks in Texas or we have family on the East Coast and, you know, by the time we buy plane tickets for me and the two kids, it's nice to be able to stay there for longer than a long weekend. So as long as we are doing the assignments at home, she can miss her scheduled school days and she's not counted as absent. So while we're here in Texas, she's not missing school. We're just doing it from home and we are taking pictures of her assignment and sending it in to her teacher. So that was a little diversion, but that's what we're doing in Texas right now. And on one hand, it's been a tough week because I've been here, you know, with two kids nonstop, sometimes stuck in a hotel room for a few days, and then sometimes with our rental car, depending on my husband's work schedule. But knowing that, you know, coming into these two weeks, knowing that this was not going to be an environment that was very conducive to work productivity, I blocked off my calendar for most things and I outsourced a lot of other tasks. And guess what? I still made money and I got a new client last week. If you're ready to build and grow a flexible virtual law practice, whether you're going solo for the first time or you have an existing practice, but would like to be able to work less without sacrificing your income, our signature program, The Accelerator, is for you. The Accelerator is a six-month private, done-with-you mentorship program to provide you with the exact steps, strategies, and support that you need to build, launch, and grow a flexible virtual law practice. There's honestly nothing else in the marketplace like the Accelerator, and we take a holistic approach to building a flexible law firm around the most important priorities in your life. Our unique combination of training materials, templates, and private mentoring will fast-track your transformation from burnout and missing out to a lawyer who looks forward to Monday mornings. By the end of the program, you will not only have all the information and tools you need to launch your flexible virtual firm, but we will have built out many of the backend components of your firm together. You'll have a clear, personalized, and actionable business plan to operate and grow your practice with the confidence and support to do it. And last but certainly not least, you'll join a network of like-minded attorneys to grow with. Enrollment for the Accelerator is open now at lawyeronyourterms.com slash accelerator. And that got me thinking, 
there must be a lot of uh, a lot of other opportunities to streamline my current week even more than I already am. So I am going through this exercise alongside you. This week was a little bit eye-opening to me and you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to take all time off of my business, but if I can keep the wheels turning of things as much as I have unplugging this much and I've shared in the past other ways that I've done that through maternity leaves and whatnot. But how can I get even better at this? How can I refine my current systems and what I'm doing so that I can free up even more time? So now writing down all of your commitments might feel daunting. I recommend that you start by going through your week chronologically. So begin with the moment that you wake up on Monday morning. And just start writing down everything that you do. I'm sure you'll miss some things, but really just try to go through your day step by step and, and write down everything. So if the first thing that you do is make coffee, write that down. Because even something as simple or mundane as making coffee, you might, as we go through the other steps, spot some inconveniences that you weren't really conscious of. And, you know, because maybe you are so overwhelmed or they just seem so minor that you haven't ever taken the time to reflect on how can I make this better for myself? How can I make this easier? Like maybe your Keurig broke a month ago and you've been making pour over coffee, but you also, you know, forgot to ask the barista to ground your beans for you when you bought your last bag of coffee beans. And so you've been grinding them for each cup before boiling your water for your pour over. And it's finally dawning on you that however minor this may seem, it's a pain in the butt. And you need to order a new Keurig on Amazon Prime and you need to get yourself some pre-ground coffee. That obviously is a very specific example and it may come as no surprise to you that this is an example from my real life. So I now have a new Keurig. So start your list with Monday morning. After you've done that, or as you go along, if you prefer, write notes next to any tasks that are difficult right now or unpleasant for some reason that may be not readily apparent just by looking at the list, like the make coffee and the whole curry situation. Maybe if you were just going through this list and you just wrote make coffee, that's not something that you're going to go back and tweak or revisit. But if you put, you know, in parentheses next to it, annoying pour over, that gives you an indication that to come back to that in our next steps and revisit how you can make that process better for yourself. Or maybe it's something like you have your coffee and then you need to immediately rush to get dressed or wake up the kids and you feel like you're still half asleep and you're in a bad mood. And when that happens, you know, you're just starting the day off in a bad mood that seems to never end or it takes a while to get out of that rep. So for now, don't spend a lot of time on on that, but just make a little note next to it. So maybe for that example, it's stressed slash bad mood in parentheses next to that. Maybe it's when you start getting into the morning logistics that sources of overwhelm begin to reveal themselves or your work tasks like pick up and drop off for the kids in the evenings or something like that. So just write it all down, go through your Monday and then go through the rest of the week, writing down all of these tasks. Step number three, eliminate and outsource. Before we get to tweaking, what can you eliminate or outsource? Eliminating is preferable when possible because it doesn't leave 
you with the management tasks associated with outsourcing. So outsourcing can be someone that you hire personally or professionally to help you out, or it could be a family member like your spouse, a child, or your parent even if they are willing or able to help with some things. It could be technology, a software automation to help you with work, or maybe it's a Roomba for your vacuuming. Sometimes eliminating tasks that involve others, you know, can be tough, especially when it's your kids. And of course, this is all very personal and unique to each family. I also have younger kids. My oldest is about to turn seven. I don't know how that happened. But, you know, I'm in a phase where managing their time and obligations and therefore my involvement in them is easier than it will be when they're older. But I do believe and I hope to remember when we get to that season in life, you know, that a peaceful life with balance, a balance between their enrichment and adequate rest for the whole family is ideal for everyone. So don't feel bad about telling your kids if they need to choose, you know, one or two activities, whatever it is for your family and whatever whatever it is that will contribute to reducing overwhelm for you and therefore the whole family. If you are a business owner, you can probably spend a whole lot of time on this step of eliminating and outsourcing. And you should. You should do this regularly. The nature of being a business owner instead of an employee is that you will naturally accumulate more tasks on your plate as time goes on, both as your business grows and as you have new ideas. You know, it's those new ideas that got you into entrepreneurship in the first place. And trust me, they'll keep coming. Now, that's why you're listening to this podcast right now. And that's why this podcast exists, because the new ideas keep coming. And as you eliminate things or as you consider eliminating things, remember that not now is an option for categorization. So it doesn't have to be not never. It can just be not now, not this quarter or not this year. You don't have to eliminate it forever. You can instead table it for now. And those can be the hardest decisions because usually it's the things that we are most excited about. As an example, this podcast that you're listening to was once in the not now category for me. It's something, these are topics that I love talking about. I I would say even though I was telling my husband this the other day when we're on a long drive, everything in Texas is really far away. So we were driving like two and a half hours to get to the next town. And and we were just talking about a whole bunch of different things. And I said, you know, it's not that I don't feel like my legal services make a difference. I know they do, but I really feel like the work that I'm doing in Lawyer on Your Terms is a lot more personally fulfilling to me because I can, I think the impact is greater than registering a trademark. I think the impact is greater than, you know, drafting a contract. Those are needed services. And certainly my whole law practice, while I hope it's also been helpful to my clients, I know it has, has been extremely impactful to our family. So that's the first place, right? You know, it's that law practice has given me the ability to be home with my kids when they're little. And presumably, you know, as we go forward as well, it's given me the ability to to have both kids at home with me full time until they were 18 months old, even though they're 
nearly four years apart. And if we ever have a third child, I'll do the same thing. It's given me the ability to hybrid homeschool in this model. So it's been incredibly impactful to our life. And, you know, that's no small beans because I I believe that will have a lasting impact on them their whole lives. And for me as well, you know, this I've been able to experience memories with them and create a life that wouldn't have been possible if I was an employee somewhere else. But on the other side of things in the external impact, you know, well, yeah, okay, everybody needs everybody needs some contracts for their services. It's in this business that I I can forget how big the impact has been sometimes. And so, you know, I'll look back or we'll be on a, a group coaching call and there are women who have become dear friends of mine who they were they were in a different situation, you know, when we first when we first met and they now have businesses that are flexible to their families. And so in the same way that my business has been completely transformative to our family, they've experienced that transformation, which feels a whole heck of a lot more impactful and purposeful than drafting a contract for someone. So that was a huge diversion. But just to express, you know, how much passion I had behind this business and creating the podcast. So I was coaching people for several years before creating the podcast, but this podcast is a huge time commitment. And so I needed to be honest with myself looking at, you know, all of my other commitments and make the decision that right, you know, at that time I needed to focus on my practice, focus on my contract template shop, and also fully onboard my mom as, as a law partner to be able to free myself up to take on another commitment. So this podcast was once in the not now category, but obviously I I made that happen. So as you go through your list, don't get too discouraged when you come across something, you know, and feel that FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, there's a season for everything. And sometimes the sacrifice of what you want to be doing in, in sacrifice for what you need to be doing is really going to set yourself up for that thing that you're tabling to be all the more successful when the time is right. I think this also pops up for a lot of business owners when you look around at what other people are doing, because not everything is possible at the same time. And when you're a business owner and you look around at what other people are doing, maybe it's in their marketing or some offer that they have or, you know, whatever it is, they're doing something different that's inspiring to you and you would like to do that too. But just like our my episode from a few weeks ago, you know, can you really have it all in terms of balancing your personal life with work within your work, especially when you're a business owner and you can call the shots and decide what you're going to do, what what you're not going to do. You can get that bright, shiny object syndrome and, oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. Or I want to do that. I want to do that. And it's not all possible at the same time. And so you need to ask yourself, and I've needed to ask myself so many times, what is my priority in this season? Yes, I would love to do X, Y, or Z, but if that comes at the cost of, you know, and for me, that would be if that comes at the cost of more time with my kids or my ability to hybrid homeschool, is the sacrifice worthwhile? And, you know, the answer will always be no. And your business and your life will evolve. Your personal obligations will change and your ability to outsource things just like I have in my business you know, those opportunities will increase and you'll be able to make 
more room for yourself to focus on other things. And the fourth step here is refine. So you've eliminated and outsourced what you can. And now for what's left, how do we refine and optimize to reduce overwhelm, to minimize our overcommitment? And this can be as simple as when you make that list, maybe you've already carved out time for yourself, you know, early in the morning to read or journal before the day starts. So you're not starting the day in a bad mood. But you've noticed that there's some still some stress around this because you're getting up and maybe your living room is a mess. And because of that, it's not a rejuvenating time. So maybe you need a new system here where, for example, everyone the night before, you do a 15-minute family cleanup right after dinner. And then you're reducing that overwhelm in the morning. Just thinking about even those small things. Or maybe it's, if you're a business owner, it's creating social media content for your business. And you're always scrambling to post something and you don't know what you should be posting. And you need a system around this. So possibly, you know, that's making topics for the week and then types of posts that you're going to post on certain days of the week. And then you are going to batch create this content. Maybe you block out a whole day to make content for the month and then you treat yourself to a lunch out or something that day. So it's not only alleviating that constant stress, but it also becomes a day that you really look forward to. And actually, you know, currently I don't do that. I'll share my current content creation process with you soon, but I don't have one day that I'm, you know, making into this special fun time and batch creating content for the month. I'm not currently doing that. But as I am writing this, I'm thinking I am going to start that when we get back. And I know exactly the Indian restaurant that shall become part of that routine. So there you have it. Over committing, you know, the circumstances that are causing you to, to overcommit or to become overwhelmed in life are, are very complex, right? And they're varied between us. But these three steps, while they're not a complete or one-size-fits-all solution, I believe that they can help everyone and that everyone can reap benefits from going through this exercise. So again, that's step one, take a time out, disconnect from your current stress cycle. Step two, list all of your obligations. Start with Monday morning. Step three, eliminate and outsource and be ruthless in your elimination and outsourcing. And then finally, step four, refining your routines and your systems to alleviate overwhelm. So simply taking the time to examine the sources of your overwhelm and being willing to make changes is more than half the battle. And when in doubt, phone a friend. Every Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the month, we meet as a group of like-minded lawyers who are also endeavoring to build a practice, build a legal career around their personal priorities. And we meet for a casual Zoom meeting. So if you're struggling with this, if you're feeling overcommitted, you go through these exercises that I've discussed here and you just have questions or you don't know what is a better way to do this? How can you troubleshoot this? Join our call. These are the kind of things that we talk about and you will have the benefit of a beehive of other female lawyers who get it, who understand your struggle and have been through the same thing and have the benefit of their wisdom. So I hope you will join us for that and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one.
That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me and really help us grow if you would take a moment to go to your podcast app where you listen and leave us a review. If you know a lawyer who you think would enjoy this podcast, please take a screenshot of your favorite episode and send it to them or tag them in a post. And before we leave, I just want to remind you that you are more than just a lawyer and you can lawyer on your own terms. I'll see you next week.